Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God Just bow your heads or close your eyes, both, whichever is comfortable. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with the man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is exalted in honor. God, I just thank you for this morning. Thank you for allowing us to be here, that your spirit is here. We don't have to ask for you to come, God. You're already here. You were here before we were even here. I just ask that as we enter into worship, you would speak to each individual, that you would lead us into your throne room, that we would worship God to you and with you in accordance with what you have this morning. So God, I just pray that we would just silence what's going on in our hearts and our minds and just be able to focus on you for the next hour and a half to two hours, God, and just give you the time that you deserve. Amen. With eyes closed, I want you to ask which name of Jesus, which name of God is precious to me right now?
What is the beautiful name of God that I'm clinging to that speaks out of my deepest need, my soul desire? What is he fulfilling in you right now? God, I thank you that there are names upon names upon names for what you desire to do in us, what you desire to complete in us, what you desire to transform in us. And that we will never run out of names for who you are, And so we speak these names right now in praise, in, in adoration. And so if you guys won't mind, will you share some of these names with our community? Who is Jesus to you right now? If you'll say it loud. shepherd for leading us beside still waters and for always taking us through the valley to peace and joy and healing and restoration thank you for knowing what each of your sheep deeply needs so uniquely for carrying those who need to be carried and for those of us that are dragging our feet, poking us along, for hurting us together so that we might not feel alone. I thank you that you are the good shepherd who love your sheep, who lay down your life for your sheep. It's a beautiful name. We thank you. God's people said amen. Um, today I'm going to talk to you just for a few minutes about, about prayer and about John 15. We're going to do, this will be the last we talk about John 15. And my hope from the first part of the year until now was that some of the themes in this passage would almost be second nature to you at this point. Because to me, there are passages in Scripture where they need to be so in you that they just come to mind. One for me that's similar to that is the, the cry of David when he's praying after he makes some bad mistakes. And it's from Psalm 51. It's that passage that says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. You know that passage, right? That's, that's one of my life passages. Um, because like every human, I sin. And I need cleansing, and I need to be honest before the Lord. So that's like a life mantra that I find sometimes, and I think they even put a song to it a while back when I was in youth ministry. Do you guys remember that song? Create in me a clean heart. See what I'm doing? Does anybody know it? Raise your hand if you know that. Raise your hand if you don't know that. Are you all Patriots fans? 
and create a right spirit within. Cast me not away from your Take not thy, restore unto me. You guys are awful. You don't know the word front and back? That's enough? All right, so here, here we go. So this passage to me, this passage is one of those that should be like that in our hearts. And that's why I feel like it was the emphasis of our church for the whole first month of the year. Because to me... If you are not in him, abiding in him, you're abiding in something else, and fruit will come from it. So it's not that no fruit's coming, it's just it's either going to be your fruit or his fruit. And so John 15, at the beginning of the year, we talked about abiding in him, and we actually set up a table just like this, where it was Abba and you, and you had to, before you made any big plans, before you conquer this year, before you Americanize it and become big and supersize yourself, sit down in the presence of your creator and have him tell you who you are and what to do. And I'm going to just still remind you of that. If that hasn't happened, you're doing what you want. And that just shouldn't be okay with you because at the end of the day, it's not going to produce what you want. That's the great thing about Jesus. At any moment, we can be grafted into his vine. And so the first week was about let's, let's not make these huge, big claims for this year that we're going to finally, let's just be with him. And if he says for this whole year, you be at peace and sit still, this is going to be a year of getting healthy. This is going to be a year of breathing me in. Then be okay with that instead of having to accomplish things. I love accomplishing things. I love having a to-do list. Sitting still in the presence of your Father, who is your Creator, is not the easiest thing to do. But it's the best thing that you can do with your time. It is the best way for you to spend your time. And then we talked about the second portion of John 15, which talked about loving your brother as you love yourself. So it shifts from spending time with me to spending time in community. And then kind of... Awkwardly, in those two contexts, it says two, there's two different prayers mentioned in those two contexts. And it's ask, ask me for anything in my name, and I'm going to provide it for you. And so today, kind of the, the hope of today is that, one, I would stir you into prayer. And, and for some of you, just thoughts come to your mind already about the awkwardness of prayer. I always struggle preaching on prayer because there's a thousand different ways to do it. And there's not. I mean, I know we have the Lord's Prayer, but I legitimately think that's not the only way to pray. Right? I, think, I think sometimes you're like Hannah, and you're crying out for a son, and crying out, and your, your innermost being is calling out. And I think sometimes you're like Abraham, where you're like, all these people are idiots, and God's about to smite them. And legitimately, you talk God out of not doing that. So then I, then I think there's times when I want to be like, like, like Moses, and then I think there's times I want to be... I don't really know like where to go with prayer because it's so different. And there's not really a like, no, this is exactly how you do it. So, but to me, today, at the end of this day, after I read you these passages and share my heart, if you could just show up to prayer. It's just showing up to prayer. And, you, and, the, and the first few times you show up to prayer, you're clueless. You don't know what to do and you shouldn't know what to do. And you come to prayer, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute, and you bring all of your things, right, like... We feel like we serve like this postcard uh, 
Santa Claus, God, where we have these things we send in a few times a year, like, God, it would be awesome if you'd give me my new house. And sometimes you should pray for a new house. Like, probably not all the time, right? And then there's, there's times when you just, like, send it in, and you're, like, waiting for him to accomplish it. And he's like, no, no, stop. Stop with all the requests. Sit with me, and let's go over this stuff. I remember when I was a youth pastor, um, when I first started ministry, I feel like my prayers were uncleansed. And I didn't know how to pray the way that Jesus prayed, because the way that Jesus prayed did, was not congruent with at least my evangelical Pentecostal spirituality. It did not float well, because those prayers to me a lot of times look like me getting my blessing right now and being overabundantly gifted with all these things that I didn't deserve, deserve. And I know that's part of the kingdom. I know it's part of the kingdom that he blesses us. But that's not the way that Jesus prays all the time, right? Jesus is walking around asking the Father to give him the heart of the Father so that he can love people well, so that he can be selfless and sacrificial. And so I remember the biggest thing for me when I started in youth ministry, I had a church, a specific church that a friend was youth pastor at that I thought if I could possibly get to that church, that would be like, I, there's not a better thing that could happen to me, legitimately. And it was like a silent prayer request as a Christian young man that I wanted. It was the mantra. If that happened, and it was the largest church in Gainesville, Georgia, and there's a television show based around it, and it to me was like Mecca. Like Jesus was probably in service that, the mornings at that church. I mean, if it's, tele, if it's televised, Jesus is probably definitely in it, correct? No? Okay. Um, and one day... I get a call. I get the call to the big leagues. I'm like, I've been in the minor leagues forever. I'm going to the big leagues, guys. Set up interviews with this massive church to become a youth pastor at their church. And I remember being like, I, that was the kind of excitement like I feel with the Falcons right now. Like, I don't even know how to act normal, like a normal human. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. And I got this call, and I was, and the guy even called me. He's like, hey, you looking for an opportunity? I was like, well, yeah. Aren't we all? How badly you want to be at a church with 10,000 members? That was literally the conversation. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And to me, like this flooding of worth, like flooded in, like I must be worth something awesome for this phone call to happen. So I realized in this phone call that I'd never really taken this before the Lord. Like I'd never sat with him and been like, all right, Jesus, how do you feel about me being the big deal? How do you feel like me kind of becoming, like finally being realized my potential and being incredibly awesome? I never did that, but because of the seriousness of this phone call, I got a little scared and I did that. And so I sat down with Jesus and I thought, I can't believe this is happening. First of all, like, this is like it. This is the opportunity. This is the one. And I remember sitting down with Jesus and I brought myself, not realizing I had this, to this table with him. And I sat with him, and he began to interact with it, and he began to say things like, well, let's talk about it for a second, Josh. Why do you want that? And it was all based on false identity. And he started to say, you really don't want that. You want to know who you are in me. And if I were able to do that for you, you wouldn't even have that on your plate. And it was hard at first. Like I, To me, I was going to finally be realized, like my spiritual potential, like my upper echelonness. It's going to finally be seen by all humanity because evidently God has called us all to be great and greater than other people, right? That's the Bible. <laughs> and in my interaction with Jesus, not only did I take my prayer request in and get it exchanged for his, but he gave me so many more beautiful things. He gave me an interaction with him that showed me my worth, 
I didn't even want it. I called the guy and was like, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. This is probably awkward. You probably don't have people say no to this kind of thing a lot, but I don't want to do it. And here's why. And I'm so thankful I didn't do it. I'm so thankful every day. The youth ministry would have been five times larger than our church. Literally, I showed up one night. There were a thousand kids there. I'm thankful. And I'm not saying they're doing the wrong thing. I'm saying the heart thing in me was that I was looking for the wrong thing and I put it into the form of a spiritual desire and he cleansed it and gave me a new one that was way better and way bigger. It had to do with being smaller and being with him. And I will never, ever regret it. And sometimes our prayers look like that where we finally take it into his presence where we need to be and he reorients us and he gives us new ones. And sometimes he answers our prayer. Hannah got the son, right? I mean, sometimes we pray and he gives us exactly, but sometimes he doesn't. But he always answers our prayer, even if it didn't come in the form of what we wanted. I was looking for identity in a thing. He just gave me identity in him, right? It's way better than having to go through. The, I would have been the worst youth pastor that church has ever seen. It would have been awful for everyone, including me. I would not be in ministry today. But it took me sitting in the presence and having a face-to-face with Jesus, right? So I'm going to read you a couple passages. I'm going to read you John 15 again. And you guys can, um, you can read in your own Bible or you can follow along behind me. John 15, 1 through 17. This will be the last time I read it to you guys. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire that they are burned. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. This is my commandment to you. That you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down his own life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. So no longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, right? For all things that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you would go and bear fruit. And that your fruit would remain, so that whatever you ask in my Father, ask of my Father in my name, He may give to you. This I command you, that you love one another. Close your eyes really quickly. So, in the form of Sarah a minute ago, when she asked you a question with your eyes closed, just in your mind's eye, you walk into a room, or Jesus walks into your room, and you find yourself face to face with Him. Before you stop doing this because you decline imaginary prayer, just go with it for a minute. In your mind's eye. You have a meeting with the Jesus, the one, and he's right before you. And he looks at you with your eyes closed and he says, son, daughter, what is it that you want from me? 
without screaming out loud right now, what do you say to him? And as you interact in your mind's eye, what feelings are stirred? Do you not know what to say? Are you expecting him to be angry? Is this the first interaction you've had with him in a long time? What are you expecting him to say? What tone is he using? Just let it happen in your mind. He looks at you and he says, son, daughter, what is it that you want from me? What comes to the surface? What do you want from him? What would you ask him? He's not a genie. But if he asked you that, what, what would you say? Could you label it? If there's nothing to ask him, then you're doing it on your own. If there's too much to ask him, you just blah, 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 slow down. Let him respond. Let him chew on it. And Jesus, as we go forward today, as we step into our year, let it be a year where there's so much quality time with you that our heart's mantra is your heart's mantra. And your prayers become our prayers. And we begin to speak those prayers over this city, nation, our friends and family. Let us bring the prayers that aren't yours and give them back to you, God, so that they can be cleansed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now I want to read you one, one other passage really quickly. This is Ephesians 6, 18 through 20. And it says, Pray in the Spirit always with all kinds of prayer and supplication. To that end, be alert with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Pray for me, and as I read this to you, notice a disciple's desire for prayer, right? Pray that the power to speak may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. This person's in prison. His prayer is not to be freed. <laughs> I know what my prayer is. Break these stinking chains. I've been singing songs about a chain breaking Jesus. I don't want to be, I don't want a prayer for boldness to speak about Jesus. I want these stinking chains broken. The heart cries of our Father look different than our natural heart cries. And some of us don't know that we're speaking not his language over and over again. Give me boldness so that I may have the courage to speak your word to this world. Oh, and can you maybe break these chains? <laughs> like, what the what? Get me out of prison. Prison sucks. I'm sorry, guys, if you just got offended at that. I said it before I thought it. I do that at times. So the word here for prayer, though, is I'm going to do my best to pronounce it, but it's prosuk, and actually studied in seminary this language, and it still is massively hard for me to grasp. But this is an actual combination of two words. If you'll take the pros and then the ukis, those are two different words. This word to the left means closeness. It means intimacy, and it's actually the same words that, that's used in John 1 where it's talking about and you can bring this passage up, and I'll, I'll share this with you. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But in some translations, this word is actually more appropriately described, and the Word was face-to-face -face with God. So this word from prayer is talking about this Trinity idea of them being together face-to-face. -to -face. 
Now it's being transplanted back into this word in Ephesians and used to say the word for prayer, the first part that you need to understand, it's closeness and intimacy. It's not a request, right? The second part, this word actually means wish or desire or vow. And there's connected to that word this idea of sacrifice. It's almost this idea of I'm praying for this and whatever you ask me to give up in the process, it's, got, it's given up. There's this idea of like, I want this so bad, Hannah, think of Hannah and Samuel, that I will give up whatever to receive it. There's this idea of give and take in it. It's not just a name it, claim it, right? We need to cleanse Christianity from this idea that he is a Santa Claus Jesus just waiting to give us our every desire because we wouldn't choose the best things at times. Like Sarah prayed, thank you for taking us through the valleys because in the valleys we have senses and we, we understand what it's like to walk through a valley. So this word talks about, yes, like it's intimate with Jesus. And yes, it's this is my desire and my vow. And as I speak it, I understand that in this interaction, you may take it. Does that make sense? So we're brought to a table where we sit down in intimate closeness with Jesus. And most of us have no clue how to do just that. It's okay. Just being in a seat sometimes is all you need to do. And in that interaction, we begin to speak. I think it's good if I become the youth pastor of George's largest church. I think that's good. And he says, well, let's look into that just for a moment. Do you know that I love you, Josh, according to my word? And then I pursued you with kindness. And I care about you more than you care about yourself. Well, yeah. That's why I thought you brought this, right? Because this is a big church. And if it's a big church, it must be from heaven. And everything's fine, right? Well, Josh, actually, you know what? How do you feel about who you are in me? Well, I don't even know who you are. Oh, that's we should probably spend some time on that. Well, I'm in ministry, so I'm probably a good Christian. Well, it doesn't matter if you're in ministry. You can still be as clueless as anybody in the world. You can still be as empty as anybody in the world. In fact, probably emptier. That's why pastors are like dropping like flies. So he begins to say, well, do you want to be alive in 20 years? How about a healthy marriage? Do you want to understand how to pray against things? Do you, do you want to feel good when you wake up in me? I would, I would enjoy that. I would like that, Jesus. Well, then you just don't even need to think about that opportunity. Are those people evil, Jesus? No, they're not evil. They're just not for you right now. Because what I'm doing in you is different. And you need to sit still in this. Because if you don't have identity, then you don't have the next stuff, Right? You don't want to identify with what you're about to do because I would have become the, wor the, the world's best youth pastor of the biggest church instead of Josh, the Christian, which is, I'll choose that every day of the week. You take away all my titles. If I have a closeness with him, it doesn't matter to me. We'll be in Guam. We'll be in Scotland. We'll be in whatever city. We're not pastors. We're Christians in Christ who are pastors, right? And it's the same for you. And interactions of prayer produce fruit like that. So for me, it's a time for me to sit with him. And I love that Alita set this up for us again. And she, she did it this week in such like a real way. Like this is what we actually use for dinner, right? And these plates don't match. And this one's chipped. And it paints this picture like this, this is the place for you. Prayer with your father. It's a place where you just, you're just there. Like you don't come professing the Lord's prayer as you enter. You just show up. And you're like, Father... Did you know what I did last night? I totally know what you did last night, Josh. You're an idiot. But I love you. I love you very much. And I need you to know that I'm walking with you through it. That's how we show up to prayer. And it can go a thousand different ways, right? We can be like David where we're screaming at him. And most of us didn't even know that was okay. Where he is literally like, 
where were you? Like, what the crap, dude? Where were you? Like, there's tons of psalms where he's just mad at God, and that's his prayer. Like, what are you doing? Do you not know that I needed you here? And God's like, come on, buddy, just keep coming. Come here. He's like, I don't want to crown your shoulder, God. This is not fun. I don't enjoy this. Thank you for providing this for me very much. Could you now do what you said you would do? Didn't you say that I would be this? Didn't you say this? What are you doing? I didn't know we could do that. Evidently, we can because it's all in the Bible. It's like most of the Psalms is like, you did it wrong, dude, and you need to listen to me. And God is okay with that. That's crazy. So at this seat, you don't even really know what's going to happen. But I know for me, I know for me what, what I want it to be and what I want it to be for you. It's like you would spend time on a date with your wife or your spouse or the person you don't know yet. That kind of like, let's just be together for a little bit. And I think the best prayers are prayers born out of that spot. The very best prayers come out of it, right? And I think there are prayers we can take into it, like we did this morning. But the very best prayers are born in that spot. Because like we've said before, I just believe that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are just praying all the time. And if we show up listening, we're just going to hear the heart of the Father. And we just might start to pray those prayers, right? Like, give me the boldness to speak about you and your kingdom to this world while we're in chains, right? I'm done. So crazy. And we find out these interactions are actually even more important than the requests. So, carrying on. We do have a call, according to the word, to become a people who pray. And I don't want to pressure you into prayer if you don't know who you are in Christ. I want, to, I want to push you into a space where his grace so overwhelms you that you begin to pray. But we are called to be the body that prays. And in fact, in John 15, fruit comes because of prayer. So fruit is directly connected, and he's telling these, these people, you need to pray, and I will bring fruit from these prayers. But it's not just any prayers. It's my prayers. It's like me and my relationship with my son Noah. It's always been a dream of mine. Is he in here somewhere? To have a son and a daughter and um, whatever it would be, you know. So we have the first son in our, on our side of the family. Like there's females everywhere. It's like pink party everywhere. And then Noah getting in trouble for doing dumb dude stuff, which little boys do. But I, I really enjoy, I enjoy, I'm going to be trying to be transparent here. I enjoy sports too much. And I'm not saying that to make it look cool. I, I really do actually enjoy them too much and think about them too much. I follow recruiting sites. I know who the Falcons are looking at. I know all about the Hawks. I'm not, I don't even really like basketball that much. I know more about the Hawks than most people. And so my son, over the past few months, see, that's one of my heart cries is athletics. And it's become one of his. It's literally like he'll sit down and watch every game with me from start to finish. He'll go to bed and he'll turn on his radio to listen to whatever game we were watching. And he'll listen to it till it's off. And he knows more about the players than all of you do, pretty much. He knows the starting 11 offensive players for the Falcons and the kind of routes they run. He knows how secondaries work. It's crazy. So what's happened over time, and this is like painful to say and a little bit sad, that he has caught so much of who I am that it's second nature. So he knows how to speak sports, and he knows what I want. So when we sit down and watch TV, if it's HGTV or sports, he's like, we're going to be watching sports. Yeah, dude, we're going to be watching sports. Because he knows from being with me, my heart's cry. My prayer, and maybe this is a pot for me this year, 
as a pastor, that it would be more about what really matters eternally, and that he would love the word like I love the word, and he would love Jesus like I love Jesus, and that he would love people like I love people. Guys, I'm just trying to be honest with you. If you, if you need to leave the church for that, that's okay, but that's the truth. He picks up what we do together as you sit at this table. Your father, Jesus, is not off track. He's not too interested in sports. I honestly don't think he cares about the game tonight. I know he does. Spiritual person's like, he cares about everything, guys. Okay, there's Christians on both teams. He does not favor one more than the other. It is what it is. But at this table, his priorities are in line. And when you sit down, you can at least count on the fact that every time he's in the right spot, every time he's in the right spot, even if you aren't. And he can work you back into alignment if you're willing to do the give and take of listening, sitting, silence, solitude, meditation. If you're willing to do it, if you're willing to show up at the table with him, he will do his part. He will teach you how to pray. He will show you how to put words to your heart groans. He will take the things from you that you don't. What I know about us, over half of you are going fully after something right now that he is not a part of just because we're all humans. Over half of you, maybe even like all of us. We're going after something. He's like, I don't know why you're going after that. And you're like, and that's when we distance ourselves and he's become a postcard God. We send postcards, do this, love you, miss you. Here's a picture of my stuff. Answer this prayer. We distance ourselves in those moments because we know as soon as we get before him, he's going to take that thing. What we don't know is he's going to also provide something better in its place like identity or worth or grace or peace or forgiveness or your desire to fill your need with some kind of addiction, he'll, he'll replace it. So my, my prayer for us, for you, God, this week, this year, let's not be a busy church that just does a bunch of crap, right? Like, it's just easy to be, be that church. Like, we have the best discipleship model in place. Discipleship's really a lot like this. Show up. Be present with people. Right? If it's just a book, then you don't need people, and that's not discipleship. So it's with prayer and you, Hear me asking you, for your benefit, find the time, sit at the table, be with him. And then you have community if you don't know how to do it. Take a brother in with you. Take a dude in with you. Take a sister in with you. Sit at the table. Jesus is like, who's your friend? Therese? And you're like, this is my friend. They know how to pray. I don't. It doesn't matter. Show up at the table. Show up at the table and be you at the table. If you need to vent and rant like David did, do it. If you need to yearn for something like Hannah did, do it. If you see that God is mad, I don't even know how this works, but he changes God's mind in the Old Testament. Or was he? We don't know, but I know it was in the conversation that God didn't do what he originally said he was going to do because this person cried out for these people. Do that for someone. But show up at the table. And so for you this year, for me, we've created, and I'm going to do this quickly for you guys. We do this thing called pots. While I want you to show up at the table, I personally believe, and please everyone look at me, one of the things a church should be best at is prayer together. That's why we have way too much stuff involved in prayer. One of the things we should be best at is prayer because that's who on earth prays, correct? We pray. And I always believe he's looking for a middleman. That will be a bridge between Jesus and a need. I just believe there's, we're always in a spot where we can sit in the middle for somebody and call out. When we don't know what to say, call out for somebody. I believe as a church, we should be best at prayer. I believe that. That's why we set up things for you to do that. So while I want you in your space with him, I'm challenging you. 
when you see these over a urinal. Who's ever seen these over a urinal? Pray, dude. Pray. It's in the guys and gals. Gals got it on the door. You thought you were free. Nope, on your door. If you don't pray, I'll be walking in there like, <laughs> this is for you. You're like, okay. So there was this thing when I was, and I always have a story about rehab. I don't know why, but there was this thing in rehab where after the first phase, it was like 30 days in, that they decided to transition us to this giant cart. I've talked about this before. There's a big metal bar in front, and two people got in the front, and then the other eight people were around the side pushing it and had all of our backpacks. It had like 500 pounds in it. And the idea of the cart was this ain't going anywhere without more than one of you. And one person got to walk in front. And then every 10 minutes, it would switch. And then one person came in and da 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 So it was like the whole, it would be an eight-hour hike. And the whole time, you're just doing that. Like, I felt like God gave me that picture for prayer for this church. You serve, a, you're not sitting in the cart. Like, and literally, like some of us, like just hop in the cart. And we're like, you want to you jump in and help? You want to jump in and help us push this cart? No, I'm good back here in the back. I'll just enjoy the food that you guys... I believe this is a call to the church. If you're not a part of our church, you need to be praying with your church. Like There are things you have to be gathered around for the kingdom. There are, there are conversations that need to be had. There are, there's scriptures telling us, ask, seek, knock. There are things in John saying, it's your job to begin to come to the table and call out for things. So communally, we create these pots every time he's answered them. Right? Like This was last season's pots. Unity as we grow, healthy participation, vision for spiritual formation, community transformation, Next steps, diversity. I mean, come on. Like, he's so faithful with that. I'm going to, that's what I do with that. Now, so we did personal seeking, staff seeking, time with Jesus listening for the last month and a half. We asked you to participate. We've locked in the next five things. It's not limited to this. It's not only this. We know that he is asking our church. So if you're a part of our church, it's time to pray together. It's time to hold these up. Like, if this is harmful to you right now to hear, if you have never prayed this, my prayer isn't that you would feel overwhelmed. My prayer is that you would feel the call of Jesus saying, you have a part in this. You have a part in this. You have a part in this. We need you. We totally need you in every way, facet, and form to call out these prayers for us. So these are the things we believe is for this season. Roots. Everybody say Roots. We pray that we grow deep roots by creating space for spiritual formation and discipleship and worship in spirit and truth. Sacrificial living. Everybody say sacrificial living. We pray for a shift in our mindsets about our time and resources that enables us to be more available for, for the others in our lives, to serve where needed, and to create healthy boundaries for ourselves. Care ministry. Everyone say care ministry. Care ministry. We pray for a surplus of resources and that we practice wise generosity with our spiritual, emotional, and financial resources for those in our community. Students, everyone say students. students. We pray for clear vision for student ministry leadership to embrace and encourage middle and high school students in the Smyrna and surrounding areas. Stewardship tending. Everyone say stewardship tending. Thank you for doing the air quotes. We pray that we tend well the people, ministries, and resources the Lord has given us remaining vigilant for opportunities to step into without sacrificing deep roots for quick harvests. That's good stuff. So today, and James, you can go ahead and come up. James, Julie, whoever's helping with worship. 
inform that we always provide these spaces during POTS. You'll look around. Over here it says Roots. Over here it says Care Ministry. In the back it says Stewardship. Over here it says Students. And over here it says what? Sacrificial Living. So this is going to be a threefold challenge for you guys. You can pull up the next slide. Okay, I'll start backwards. If you're a person that just needs to receive prayer right now because this has like jumbled your heart to shreds and you don't even know what to say, there's going to be prayer teams up here next to these lights. I would encourage you to receive prayer during ministry time. If you're a person who's like, I honestly, Josh, don't even go to your church and I would rather not do any of this junk and you just need to stay at your seat for a minute, I would ask that you could just read and pray. These are in your seats with a magnet for you to put on your fridge, okay? Just pray at your seat if you like. Now, if you're a part of this body, I would ask you which one of these things do you feel most passionately about seeing Jesus accomplish in this season, okay? So just for a moment, close your eyes. And Father, I thank you that you invite us to the table and we come however and you're okay with it. You're not offended easily. You're not demanding. You won't take away our choice. You will give us freedom and life and it more abundantly than we have. So I pray today as we end this service, Father, that these things that we're asking our church to lock arms with and say, God, we want to see these happen. These are biblical things found in the word. These are things that we believe you've asked us to pray into and we want to carry with our hearts cry, a resounding hearts cry. If there's one that jumps out to me, Father, and this is your prayer, if there's one that you're saying, lock into that for this season, if there's one you feel most passionate about, if there's one you're like, yes, 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 then show that to me right now in Jesus' name. And I just pray that God would show you those things right now. So before I send you, what, what's going to happen is I'm, we have a person on staff that's going to be leading a prayer for each of those things. I'm going to ask you to go to it. But before I do that, I want to tell you about a huge opportunity because we realize when we talk about creating space and we just have our Sunday service that it doesn't really do that. So March 1st through the 7th, we're having our first prayer week. And in that prayer week, the idea is to shut down all the busyness and just be present with Jesus. So this whole space from the front to the sanctuary to the prayer room to the conference room will be a prayer environment, an interactive prayer environment. We'll have worship each night. We'll start off with a worship night. The idea is to say, I will recenter around you. And if you're like clueless on how to do that, this could kickstart you into ideas. I'll have prayer resources. I'll have ways to sit in this space for times and just be present. There'll be prayer available. And so you'll hear more about that soon. But that's a follow-up to this message is we see that some of you need an actual, here's how you do it. But now, so I'm going to ask the Father then to just guide us. If you'll, if you'll stand to your feet. Father, as we, as we stand and go, I pray for just an anointing and just your spirit to infuse each of these prayer gatherings in each corner. If someone's heart's thumping, like I didn't expect to have to talk to people in church, I pray that you would just give them the grace to step forward. And as we go, God, I pray that you would answer every one of these prayers in Jesus' name. And I say thank you beforehand. I thank you that these are all going to be answered. I thank you, God, that this, this, these are things that you already want. And we call out for them with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now you guys can go to the spot that most speaks to your heart.
Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.